You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Paul Lazarus. In the 1980s, I produced and hosted a radio series called Anything Goes, a celebration of the American musical theater. Now the Broadway Podcast Network is bringing back these shows. Today, the conclusion of a three-part look at the career of legendary writing partners Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt. Jones and Schmidt are best known for their amazing shows, The Fantastics, I Do, I Do, and 110 in the Shade. This program was originally broadcast in 1980 in celebration of the 20th anniversary of the Fantastics. Did you expect My Cup Runneth Over to, to become such a big success as it did? I mean, that really came out of that score like... It came very close to being cut at one point, and it was actually it's Mary. It was cut, yeah. Yeah, it was Mary who uh, kept it in the show. But uh, it's, it's interesting it. about that becoming a hit because... Uh, Ed Ames, it's the Ed Ames recording which really launched it. And he had done the same thing that happened with Try to Remember. It was his recording uh, that really got it off the ground because he appeared one night on the Johnny Carson show. Uh-huh. Although uh, the, the, the Belafonte the, the recording Harry Belafonte was, was very the first. respectable yeah. and had, done, had been out yes. for a couple and of it, years before that. Yeah. Fact, really. And I, I, the Belafonte recording is still my favorite, I think. It's just a gorgeous recording. It's amazing how a moment on Johnny Carson can make so much difference. Yeah. The song... As we had always liked it a lot, uh, and people liked it, but as written, it was written exactly in the way that Ed Ames sang it, which was that that long-held note on love, you know, which is the we figured the signature and the distinctive thing about the song. Well, that was hard for Mary and Bob to sustain, particularly in an evening where they were doing like. on stage two and a half hours. Right. And also as it came out of the staging, it was a quiet moment. And it seemed uh, pretentious to stand well, there holding this. And also, uh, I mean, Bob uh-huh. Preston is a wonderful singer-actor, but he's not like a long-line ballad person who's going to stand there and hold a note for like those yeah. many bars. No, you know, that's not actor, natural yeah, or comfortable yeah. to him. So since that seemed to be the distinctive thing about the song, uh, we all agreed, well, we'll just have to let it go. And then Mary came, and she said, you know, that is such a sweet little song. <laughs> she said, why don't we just do it and not hold that note so long? So that's what, in fact, they did on stage. And Gower said, well, let me see. I don't know. He says, I'm not sure, but it doesn't pay off. But he says, if we, if we don't go for applause at the end of it, so it's, she's pregnant in the scene where she's very pregnant. 
Right. So they did the song in a nice, he stayed in a nice, simple way. And in the last time she sings, my cup runneth over with, <gasps> and she grabs her stomach. And he says, oh my God, my God, is it ready? And he starts to get a grip. So they don't go for applause. So it was always ironic then, unexpectedly, the Ed Ames thing came out and unexpectedly it was this huge hit. And people would come to the show and you know, like when you That's hear, all they wanted to see. And when you heard Hello Dolly, you know what I mean? They they do if you I don't know if you noticed, but they do go for applause at the end of the Hello Dolly oh, number. Yes, you I might know. say. Yeah. But uh, there was no way I, to avoid it. it there, there there was the, the hit song of the show and like we just again it's typical of what you were saying. The show is melded together and that big song they didn't even go for applause. Uh, but it, the plot went forward. Sometimes in the morning when shadows are deep I lie here beside you just watching you sleep and sometimes I whisper what I'm thinking of my cup runneth over with love Sometimes in the evening When you do not see I study the small things You do constantly I memorize moments That I'm fondest of My cup runneth over with love In only a moment We both will be old We won't even notice The world turning cold And so in this moment With sunlight Above my cup, runneth over with love. With love. With love. With love. Mary Martin and Robert Preston giving their wonderful rendition of My Cup Runneth Over from I Do, I Do. Back to an interview with Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt, my guests today on Anything Goes, in celebration of the momentous occasion of the Fantastics' 20th anniversary. On May 3, 1960, a show opened at the Sullivan Street Playhouse called Fantastics, and it's been running ever since. And I, uh, One of the reasons to have you on this program is to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Fantastics, and I just wanted to congratulate you. I mean, that is a monument. It's just no, there's no other way to describe it is that it's second to the Mousetrap in London. It's probably the longest-running show of all time, yeah, I believe. Is, yes. yes, it is. Yes. Uh, and uh, that is uh, nothing to hem and haw about. It's uh, worth celebrating. When Harvey and I first arrived in New York, we were working on a book musical based on Romeo and Juliet, sort of a spin-off. Only in our book musical, the situation was that the boy was Anglo and the girl was Spanish. And uh, the girl's name was Maria. And we even had a song called Maria, which we subsequently abandoned. 
But to open that musical, there was a song by a sort of bandit narrator who came out and in a presentational way uh, invited the audience, invoked them to participate in the spirit of the evening. Come on along with me. Follow along with me. Back to a world that is easy and slow. Follow along with me. Follow the song with me. Let's go see how it was long ago. We'll go riding down the chalky canyon of a dream. Floating beneath the rippling blueness of a phantom stream. Let's go back beyond the smart of you. Back to that special childlike part of you. Back where your dreams are fancy free. song was all right, I suppose, um, but it had some elements that we found questionable, particularly that I found questionable lyrically, that is to say, uh, back beyond the smart of you to that special childlike part of you, began to sound like a children's radio program. So we decided to try another version of the same follow type song, and uh, this is that version. Harvey Schmidt and Tom Jones performing the original opening number of the Fantastics, Come On Along With Me, and the magical song that eventually replaced it, Try To Remember. You're listening to Anything Goes. I'm your host, Paul Lazarus. The recordings you heard were made exclusively for this program celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Fantastics. When Schmidt and Jones originally conceived the Fantastics, they first envisioned a book musical based on the traditional Romeo and Juliet story. Then they heard about a show called West Side Story. How did you discover that the, the Sondheim uh, Lawrence uh, Jerome Robbins piece was being done? Did, did you read it one day in an article somewhere? Or? I don't recall now the sequ- sequence of that, uh, exactly when it happened. Because I'm, I'm we assuming worked, that that's what terminated Yeah, we, wor- that we worked on it as a big uh, musical for several years. And then it wasn't until one day Ward Baker said, I'm directing three one-act plays up in Barnard. And I'd like to do a musical for one of them. If you can give me something in two weeks, 
that I can direct for that, I'd love to do it. Uh, so we decided this. We were getting nowhere with this thing. It was so huge and just collapsing under its own weight. And it was heavy way. too. It was. It had a lot. It was pretty serious. A lot of serious elements. You know. We decided to throw all that out and just do it as light, in as simple a way as we could. And we we did a total reversal on it, and wrote. Uh, in those two weeks, mostly the bulk of what is now in the first act of the Fantastics. Uh -huh. And so we put it on, that's where Laurie Noto uh, saw it, and then commissioned us it's, to turn it into two acts, which we fought then after having finally thrown out all this stuff and done it as a one act. We thought, God, no, we don't want to do it as two acts. We wanted to do a review with the first act, and of course that probably wouldn't have run. I mean, not to the extent that it has today or become the thing that it has. Yeah. Laurie absolutely insisted that we do it as two acts, and we fought that for quite a long time. Mm, amazing. Critics weren't really receptive to the show when it first opened. Uh, what kept it going? Oh, it was really word of mouth. Oh, the reviews were not all bad. No, they, they were, were not they were that very bad. Much mixed. Really. We had some very good reviews. Uh -huh. Really, and, and even, even the, the, the Times and the uh, tri Tribune, I mean, said very good things. In, yes. With, they just were not money reviews, so-called money reviews. And all the smart people in the theater advised Lauren order to close it, you know, based on those reviews. And at that time, we still thought he was an eccentric millionaire. Uh, but it turned out he took his life savings, which was $3,000, and kept kept the show going those early days. Okay. During which, then we had a lot of uh, theater people came down. And it was sort of an avant-garde show, and the word of mouth was among people in the profession. And that kept us going for a while. What really made the show sell, like in the third year or something, second or third year, a version was done on Hallmark Hall of Fame on television. Oh, is that the one with Burt Lahr and Stanley Holloway? That's right, yes. And again, Susan Watson. And John, John Davidson, Davidson being like the first thing. Of first time. And Ricardo Montalbano. Yeah. And uh, that version, which we in some ways didn't like that much because it, it had to be much reduced. It was one hour, and of course you have room for the commercials and so forth. Oh, yeah. And uh, nevertheless, that immediately following that, it not only didn't hurt the show, which people thought that it would, Laurie did several, a number of smart things, uh, unorthodox things. One is he released it for secondary rights at, at the, when we were in our fourth month or something like that. And immediately there started to be productions, which started bringing in income to help the survive there. But it also began to be spread the name. Then the next thing is he did is allow it to be done on television. And that gamble paid off like immediately. The next night we were sold out, and we were sold out virtually every seat for like five years. Oh, by the way, how's your garden? Oh, growing. Mine too. It's so dependable. Gardens go on growing. Oh, yes, indeed, they do. I tell you, I love vegetables. True, I love them too. Plant a radish, get a radish, never any doubt. That's why I love vegetables, you know what you're about. Plant a turnip, get a turnip, maybe you'll get two. That's why I love vegetables, you know that they'll come through. They're dependable, they're befriendable. They're the best pal our parents ever known. While with children, it's bewildering. You don't know until the seed is nearly grown Just what you've sown So plant a carrot, get a carrot, not a Brussels sprout That's why I love vegetables, you know what you're about Life is merry if it's very vegetarian 
A man who plants a garden is a very happy man. Beanstalk, get a beanstalk, just the same as Jack. Then, if you don't like it, you can always take it back. But if your issue doesn't kiss you, then I wish you luck. For once you've planted children, you're absolutely stuck. Every turnip green, every kidney bean, every plant grows according to the plot. While with progeny, it's hot progeny. Or as soon as you think you know what kind you've got, it's what they're not. So plant a cabbage, get a cabbage, not a sauerkraut. That's why I love vegetables, you know what you're about. Life is very, if it's very vegetarian. A man who plants a garden is a very happy man. A From the TV version of The Fantastics, a one-hour truncated version of the show, Burt Lahr and Stanley Holloway sang Plant a Radish. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Next, one of my personal favorites from the score to the Fantastics Soon It's Gonna Rain. The original cast recording. Hear how the wind begins to whisper. See how the leaves go streaming by. Smell how the velvet rain is falling. Out where the fields are warm and dry. Now is the time to run inside and stay. I can tell soon 
it's gonna rain What'll we do with you? We'll find four limbs of a tree We'll build four walls and a floor We'll bind it over with leaves And run inside to stay Kenneth Nelson and Rita Gardner from the original cast of The Fantastics, a show which celebrates its 20th anniversary on May 3rd. In honor of that occasion, my guests today on Anything Goes are composer Harvey Schmidt and book and lyric writer Tom Jones. As I mentioned, that was Kenneth Nelson and Rita Gardner performing Soon It's Gonna Rain. If you were impressed with that performance, well you should be, because as Harvey and Tom told me, Kenneth Nelson had broken his arm only one day before the recording session took place. So with his arm in a cast and in great pain, he managed that incredible interpretation of Soon It's Gonna Rain, as well as all the other songs he had to record that day. Now back to a pre-recorded interview with 
Harvey Schmidt, and Tom Jones. Do you have any idea of how many productions of Fantastics are done on the average year? I can't even imagine. There have been over 8,000 uh, productions. Yeah. Uh, there. You mean, I, in, what do you mean by that? In total or? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, on the quarterly statements, it probably averages out. I would figure this, wouldn't you figure about 200 or per quarter, in other words, per three months or something? That seems like a, a fair figure, I would think. At oh, this yeah, point. I can believe that. Absolutely. At 200 or. And high schools years. alone, I mean. Yeah, although it's, uh, yeah, it's not done as much in high schools. It's done more in colleges and community theaters. It's not done that often in high schools. Uh -huh. uh, done mostly not, in community theaters, actually. Yeah, um, Birdie is done in high schools. That's the big number in high schools. Uh -huh. But for one thing, there's the rape song and everything, and the people, so uh, uh. they don't know how to deal with that. And oh, really? In their innocence, uh, like a, we got a, a thing about a Catholic girl school where they just changed the rape song to snatch you can get the snatch polite you can get the snatch polite and so forth but that's what I call innocence <laughs> on the in this show Harvey do you have any favorite piece I mean this must be really difficult uh, you mean the score yeah I mean uh, if you really had to lock into one song well curiously I'm I'm still very fond of try to remember and it's not just because it's like it was like a big hit it's it's a become very much a standard and I just uh, remember when we wrote it I loved it then and I it still gives me enormous pleasure I mean I enjoyed today playing it on the piano uh -huh. I really do and uh, so I'm very fond of that for many many reasons well I just want to re-congratulate you on the, on the, the event you. upcoming on the 20th anniversary of the Fantastics and thank you for all your time thank I've you, I just, you. I, I'll add one other last thing is one thing about you know Jerry Arbach and those people and so forth, they were one. We've it's been terrific over all these years. We've worked almost exclusively with new people arriving in New York, and we've had a really a chance to work with some incredibly talented young people, which has been one of the major pleasures of the Fantastics. Try to remember the kind of September when life was slow. And oh, so mellow, try to remember the kind of September when grass was green and grain was yellow. Try to remember the kind of September when you were a tender and callow fellow. Try to remember and if
December, it's nice to remember the fire of September that made us mellow. Deep in December, our hearts should remember and follow. of a three-part series devoted to legendary writing partners Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt. Anything Goes Backstage with Broadway's Best is produced and hosted by Paul Lazarus. For more information, visit anythinggoespl.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.